It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in to another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You took a break from all the swimming, the fun, and all those summer activities as we're ending out July here this week here at the show. And we have all kinds of fun as summer is here. Now, you know, where I'm located, it got a bit chilly, it got a bit cold. So what better way to celebrate July and closing out the month? by going to October and Halloween. And with us here this week for show number 42 for the week of July 30th, 2013, we have none other than J. Paul Zimmerman, yes, Dylan, from the Halloween Town franchise, stopping into the show. Now, J. Paul's gonna stop in and talk about being part of this epic Disney Channel franchise in Halloween Town, being part of a variety of other films like Very Bad Things and many other tidbits throughout his career. He's gonna talk about how he got started in this business and what is he currently working on. In addition, we have the D-Team back. That's right, you always send in those questions and we've got answers as we have Aaron from the D-Team stopping in to answer those questions with I Want to Know. We have our Aussie, yes, we have Lexi, our D-Team member from Down Under, as she's going to be stopping in and walking that Hollywood Walk of Fame as she gives you a little bit more about our very special guest, J. Paul Zimmerman, here this week. And as the rest of the team is taking off with Jason in the vault and Jamie with the Artist Corner, we have Randy here this week delving into the multimedia within the Disney company. He's going to talk about all the latest in the Disney multimedia, gaming, online, and more within the Walt Disney Company. We have a ton of news, hot off the D-wire. I mean, so much news happening within the company, whether it's the Disney parks, uh, franchises, D23, movies, television, and more. We have all kinds of news here, hot off the D-wire. We have all kinds of new announcements, including new D-team members and more. So all of you D-heads, you can tell I'm pumped, you can tell I'm excited, because we're going back to Halloween Town once again, very shortly. So what better way to start it off with a little bit of Grim Grinning Ghosts. Be right back, all of you D-heads, and let's officially kick off show number 42 for the week of July 30th, 2013. And the tombstones wake. Spooks come out for a swinging wake. Happy haunts materialize. Can we get to vocalize? Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. Your silly spook may sit by your side. Shrouded in a damn disguise. Save, pretend to terrorize. Grim grinning ghosts. Come out to socialize. <laughs> As the moon climbs high over dead old trees, spooks arrive for the midnight spree. Creepy creeps with weary eyes start to shrink and harmonize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. When you hear the knell of a 
original movie Halloween Town High. Everyone wants to look cool in school, and we're no exception. Uh, Pete, honey, could you do something about that tail? Well, we do things a little differently around here. Every day, thanks to the magic of Hollywood, some of our students get a whole new look that'll really turn heads. This is Mark Villalobos, our special effects makeup supervisor. He's in charge of transforming over 40 actors into the fantastic creatures and characters you see on the screen. Today, Mark is turning Alicia Rowland and Todd M. Schwartzman into Natalie the Pink Troll and Pete the Werewolf. Some of them we just totally transformed, put a lot of hair on them, werewolf fangs. Sometimes I'll walk by a mirror and like shock myself because it doesn't look anything like me. Brushing my pink paint on. It's a long process to sit in the chair for the makeup. My whole transformation into a troll takes about two hours. We make it fun for them, so that it goes by fast. <laughs> my favorite part of being a troll are my ears. You're a big pink furry troll. They're fun. Wow, they really went from fabulous to frightening. And they're just two of the many characters you'll find in Halloween Town High. Halloween Town High, tomorrow at 8, 7 central on Disney. Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. Beard mongrel, fancy free without a family tree. But he could up and do it and prove there's nothing to it, and that's how a good dog should be. Here, yeller, come back, yeller, best dog on dog in the West, best dog on dog in the West. Old Yeller was a hunter, a rare and terran hunter. In any chase, he knew just how to run. And when he hunted trouble, he always found it double. And that's when Old Yeller had fun. Here, Yeller, come back, Yeller. Best dog on dog in the West. Best dog on dog in the Yeller was a fighter, a rootin' tootin' fighter. In any scrap, he knew just what to do. A rough and ready feller, although his coat was yeller, his bold Texas heart was true blue. Here, Yeller, 
Hi. Welcome to Disneyland USA. Today we're booked for a very special trip. This train usually goes around the park, but today it's going someplace else. Back through time. We're going to relive the greatest moments in Disneyland's history. And we get to ride here in the parlor car. This is exciting. I've been coming here for years, but I've never gotten to do this. Sounds like they're ready to go. Come on. Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, LVD heads, so you tuned in, took that break from the summer, and you decided to stop in once again for another installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and thank you for that once again. Now, it is the week of July 30th, 2013, show number 42, and even though it is the heart of summer, it's July, we had a bit of a cold front come in here at the DOD 76 Studios, so we're going to celebrate Halloween. Yes, we're going to return to Halloween Town. Now, you may remember during our not-so-scary Halloween episodes that we had none other than Judith Hoag stopping in here at the show from Halloween Town. Well, we're going to return to Halloween Town as we have our very special guest J. Paul Zimmerman stopping in here very shortly here at Disney On Demand. Now there's a variety of different things that we have going on here at the show this week. A ton of news, lots of announcements and all kinds of fun. Now before I get started, I do want to mention all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand and first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com That's D-I-Z Radio.com There you can get our full list of past archives, our shows stay current with the latest news and more, including interacting with the D team and that's at DizRadio.com you, you can also find us all over the social media outlets, all over Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand you can also friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue and that's B-L-U. You can find us on Twitter, AOL Instant Messenger, Instagram and more. Just search, yes you guessed it, Disney Blue and that's B-L-U. You can also find us all over all the different ways to stay connected all over the podcast realms on Stitcher Radio, iTunes and more. Just search DizRadio. D-I-Z Radio. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, let's jump right into a few things here. And how about the Griswold family traveling to Disney in the truckster? Yes, is there anyone among us who didn't laugh when the family truckster pulled in with Clark Griswold? Well, now the official Griswold family did pull in to Walt Disney World this past week. Yes, Wally World only exists in the National Lampoon Vacation film. A film, might I add, for all of you that know me, is very true to my family. But, you know, the official Griswold family truckster pulled into Walt Disney World this past week. And it was definitely funny, hilarious. You can find the videos. We're going to post it. And what makes this even funnier is because the Griswold family that you are seeing pull into Walt Disney World is actually one of the official sponsors here at DizRadio.com with PixieVacations.com. Yes, the Griswold family helps run Pixie Vacations where they can help you plan your Walt Disney World trip and more. And you can always visit them at PixieVacations.com. But talking with Steve. He's going to be stopping in here very soon here at Disney On Demand to talk about how he got the idea for the truckster, making it, and actually doing that initial drive down to Walt Disney World. So stay tuned for that. 
Now pushing right along in Disney news, all of you D-heads. Now if it sounds a little airy out here, I decided to take the show on remote, on location, and I'm just sitting here outside from the DoD 76 studios. It's a great summer day, watching the kids play, and I figured why not do the show on remote here this week. So let's push right along, and how about some fantastic heartwarming news as a teenager with a rare illness is on her way to Walt Disney World. Yes, a Pluckley Bolton teenager born with a rare life-limiting illness is now on her way from fulfilling her dream dream to visiting Walt Disney World in Florida. Yes, the family hails from over in England, and she is 15 years old and started the charity Make Harley's Florida Dream Come True, as they could not afford the sky-high prices required to take the trip to the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, after enjoying The Little Mermaid as a child, Harley set herself the aim of visiting her favorite Disney characters one day. Now, the tireless fundraising work by her family and friends over the last two years is getting close to finally happening. Harley was born, and mind you, I'm going to do my best to pronounce this, with morosin deficient congenial muscular dystrophy, a rare condition which leaves people very weak and unable to look after themselves. Now, Harley's condition is stable, but she is in a full-time power wheelchair users and always at a risk of contracting pneumonia or developing breathing difficulties. Her mother, Carrie Higginson, who's only 32 years old, who I definitely, my heart goes out to her as a parent, said to do it all comfortably, we're still probably short just a few dollars, but we're sure we're going to make this happen. We're really pleased that we have managed to raise the money and make her dream come true. Now, this is fantastic. I mean, seriously, everybody always loves to go to Disney World, especially, you know, these innocent children who are stricken with these diseases. You know, we're always bringing you these kind of stories that I feel get overlooked many times, you know, on a variety of different shows. I just think that they need to be brought forward a little bit more and, you know, be brought into light because these are great charities. These are, you know, great things. I mean, if my child was ill or had a sickness and their one thing is to meet Mickey, see the princesses, you know it, I would do whatever it takes to make it happen. Now, if you want to find out more about making Harley's Florida Dream come true, you can visit it right there on her Facebook page and more. And we are very excited. And, you know, our hearts are open to helping make this happen. Now, continuing on with Disney news and the Walt Disney World Resort, you know, here's something that we're just going to give you a little bit about. But we've all known that a baby giraffe was born at the Animal Kingdom at the Walt Disney World Resort. And everybody was asking how they were going to name it. And, you know, Disney asked everybody's input. Well, Disney's Animal Kingdom baby giraffe was officially named. That is correct. The Maasai giraffe's calf's name is now Mosey, M-O-S-I. And it was chosen by online voters at the Disney Parks blog. Now, Disney officials said that the male calf, whose name means first, explored the Kilimanjaro Safari Savannah for the first time this last Tuesday. Now, the name is significant because Mosey is the first ever Maasai giraffe born at the Animal Kingdom. Now, other names that were considered were Baraka, which means blessing, but they decided to go with the first since this giraffe is the first. So, congratulations to all you online voters at the Disney Parks blog. You helped name it, and Baby Mosey is doing well at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, continuing on with Disney news and Disney Park news, everybody keeps talking about new Disneyland parks and whatnot. How about Disneyland to be built at Azerbaijan? I hope I pronounced that right. I'm probably butchering it, and I don't have the phonetic uh, reading of it here. But the world-famous Disneyland Park is going to be built near the capital of Baku, 
in the unique city of the Khazar Island. Now the Disneyland will be designed to simultaneously receive over 200,000 tourists besides local residents. And at the same time, a rally track will be built on the islands along with 10 hotel brands with the height of 70 to 85 stories, according to Avesta Concern. Now the Disneyland Park is going to be built on the Khazar Islands, which is going to be built on artificial land, which consists of 50 islands of various sizes. Will consist of 50 islands of various sizes. It'll include 19 districts in total and span over 30 million square meters. Now the project is going to be implemented in three stages until 2024 to 2026, with the first residents settling there in 2013 to 2014. Now this is brand new, first I've ever heard of it, but uh, you know, let's see what happens. A Disneyland on some islands. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen here. Now, stepping away from Disney parks and all that kind of fun, let's get into celebrating 30 years of the Disney volunteers with Disney citizenship at the D23 Expo. That's right, this year marks the 30th anniversary of the Disney Volunteers program. As part of the year-long celebration, Disney citizenship is inviting fans and their families to become honorary volunteers at the D23 Expo that's coming up just next week. Now, these honorary volunteers will be working with Disney employees and nonprofits, including Feeding America, the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank, Inside the Outdoors, First Book, and many local boys and girls clubs on different service projects. Now, one of the projects is creating healthy snack packs for a local food bank, and the volunteers will pack healthy snack bags for families in the Los Angeles County area, and the snack bags will be distributed all throughout the regional food bank. Now, fans attending the D23 Expo can stop by the Citizenship Pavilion and share what inspires them to be inspired by the photo booth. Now, fans can also win prizes by participating in virtual scavenger hunts throughout the expo. And the scavenger hunt will be part of the D23 Expo app that is available in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Now, the D23 Expo, like I said, is kicking off next week, August 9th through the 11th at the Anaheim Convention Center. Definitely check it out. You can be inspired with Disney citizenship as it's marking the 30th anniversary of the Volunteers Program. Now, pushing right along, let's get into some Disney films and planes. And Disney's Planes is going to be coming out very soon on August 9th. It's kicking off in theaters the same weekend as the D23 Expo. Well, now they have official merchandise in the parks. That's right. You can find a variety of different things in the parks, from antenna bobbers that are planes, all the way through backpacks, collectible pins, and hats. And might I add, the checkered hat with the uh, wrench set that makes out a skull and crossbones, right up my alley. Now you can get a variety of these online already from the Disney Parks store as well where you can get official merchandise from the parks and you can also get them officially in the Disney Parks. Now there's a variety of different things from uh, you know they have I mean all kinds of kids toys and die cast planes and collectibles and you know if this is going to be as big as it is for cars I can only see that it is going to happen. So now you can get the official planes merchandise in the Disney Parks. Definitely check it out. You can find it all over online. Now stepping away from the movies, how about into the small screen and how about Ant Farm and Lab Rats? Yes, your favorite Disney Channel shows as their stars are going to top line a Disney Channel TV movie. That's right, the Ant Farm star China McLean has landed the starring role in an all-new Disney Channel original movie. Now the actress along with Lab Rats regular Kelly Berglund will top line How to Build a Better Boy, which recently began production in Toronto, Canada and is slated for a 2014 premiere date on the Disney Channel, as well as a variety of Others. Now, this film is being written by Jason Mayland, who wrote Space Chimps, and directed by Paul Hohen, who has done Camp Rock 2. Now, the Washington, D.C. set of How to B 
build a better boy follows a high school sophomores, May and Gabby, who are two tech-savvy students and best friends who devise a plan to create the perfect boyfriend with just a few strokes of the keyboard and a wireless connection. What Gabby and May don't realize is that the computer they use is set up to generate a robotic super soldier who they have inadvertently activated. You can ensure that hijinks are going to happen. You can check that out coming up in 2014. Now, since we are talking about the small screen and all that kind of fun stuff, yes, everybody knows Teen Beach Movie has gone off the charts. It is the highest rated Disney Channel movie in history, premiere date. The soundtrack is all over the Billboard Top, top 200. Well, now they're going to do something a little bit different. Instead of just showing the film on the Disney Channel and all of its affiliates that way, they're going to show it on ABC Family. That's right. ABC Family is going to air Disney Channel's hit movie, Teen Beach Movie, as part of its Summer Crush event. That is right. It's time to surf, sand, and sing when ABC Family is going to air the hit Disney Channel original movie, Teen Beach Movie, coming up on Friday, August 2nd, as part of the network's annual programming event, Summer Crush. Now, this is going to pair together a variety of different films and more as part of their official lineup and Teen Beach Movie is great. They're calling it the Wet Side Story and many other things. Now it is going to be airing on ABC Family. So if you didn't have a chance to check it out, your kids really want to see it, you can check it out on ABC Family. Now, continuing on with movies, how about something that's going to be hitting the big screens as part of the Walt Disney Company and Artemis Fowl? That's right. The movie is officially getting greenlit from Disney as the Harry Potter writer was hired for the script adaption of the live-action film. That's right. Ian Kofer's Artemis Fowl book will be adapted into a film Disney announced this last week. Now, Harvey Weinstein is going to produce it, and the Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix screenwriter, Michael Goldenberg, is going to handle the script for the live-action film. Might I add... That is one of my favorites in the Harry Potter franchise. Now, the movie is going to be based on the first two books in the Artemis Fowl series, which has eight installments in total. The second one is titled The Arctic Incident. Now, actor Robert De Niro and Jane Rosenthal are going to produce alongside Harvey Weinstein. Now, the young adult fantasy book series Artemis Fowl is about a 12-year-old millionaire criminal mastermind. If you could have told me five years ago I'd be producing a project with Disney, I would have thought you were crazy, Harvey Weinstein said in a statement. Now, this is a special project for me because my children absolutely love this book, and this story is for everyone, and there is no one better than Disney to make a film that is going to excite young people and old people alike. Now, the film is greenlit. There is no release date as of yet, but we can see Artemis Fowl is going to be coming very, very soon. Now I've been rambling on with all kinds of news, and before I let you go, LVD heads, I'll give you one more thing before you take a break from my rambling, and how about Disney looking to expand all of the Marvel's universe with Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, that is right. Guardians in the Galaxy is coming, and fans at Comic-Con get the first look at the studio's first attempt to make a Marvel movie based on less-known characters from the Marvel franchise. Yes, Guardians of the Galaxy only started filming a few weeks ago, and it won't hit theaters until August of 2014. But footage from the film screened at Hall H in the Comic-Con event set fans into a major frenzy. They were going ecstatic at the Comic-Con event. Now, Guardians is about a ragtag group of alien thieves and killers who have come together as a family to protect the universe. It stars a group of actors who aren't exactly A-list as well. Chris Pratt, best known for Parks and Recreation, Zoe Saldana, mixed martial arts star Dave Bustista, and also Michael Roker from The Walking Dead. Benicio Del Toro and John C. Ryler are probably the best known cast members. 
Now, the crowd in Hall H at Comic-Con just gave a huge round of applause. They're excited. And you know what? I'm excited to see something that's not about your, you know, mainstream stars. I love that Disney, you know, is going into this and pulling from, you know, lesser-known characters and franchises. And say what you will about the Lone Ranger. I'm excited that this is happening. Now, the film is coming August 2014. And if you want to find out more, definitely do your research and check out more about Guardians of the Galaxy. It is a fantastic franchise. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to give you a break from all my ramblings and going on and on and on here at the show. So, before I let you go, as I already mentioned earlier on with the Griswold Truckster and the Family Vacation, DizRadio.com is officially sponsored by... Pixie Vacations. And the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you book your Walt Disney World trip, Disneyland, California Adventure, or vacations by Disney. With the knowledgeable experts at Pixie Vacations, they can help you plan these trips and have them come out without a hook. And you can contact them at pixievacations.com. And you can find that link right there on our official homepage at dizradio.com. Check them out, Pixie Vacations, who can help you plan your Walt Disney World vacation. So, all of you D-heads, with that, I'm going to give you a break from my rambling. Get back to the magic, the memories, and all the fun we have here at the show for show number 42. And we have our very special guest, J. Paul Zimmerman. As he's going to be stopping in, you can ask Dylan from Halloween Town. He's going to be stopping in here very shortly here at the show. We're excited. We're having Halloween in July. How crazy is that? So, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team as you have questions. And Aaron's going to give you answers with I Want to Know. And, uh, yeah, you know what? That's it. Let's continue trekking on for show number 42 for the week of July 30th, 2013. I'll be back with more news hot off the D-Wire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Hi, it's Judith Hogue, and you're listening to DizRadio.com. Happy Halloween! This bag defies logic. How does all this stuff fit in here? I don't know. You know, dear, if I'm not mistaken, this is Marnie's 13th Halloween. Mm, wonderfully lucky number 13. Totally. Yes, I'm well aware of what number it is, Mother. Hey, look! A pentagram. Wow. Lon Chaney had one of these on his palm when he got bitten by that werewolf. So he did. I've always said the movies can teach us about life. Mother, as I just got through telling Marnie, Halloween is well, not something that... you, Grandma? That, well, now, why don't you uh, put out the pumpkins, you see? They have such cute little faces. Just like yours. Me. Oh, and I thought you'd appreciate these. Hieroglyphics. Mother, you know, these look like the ones from the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Very good. I'll bet you get A's in school. Actually, she gets B's and C's. I get the A's. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. We got some great questions this week, so let's reach into the virtual mailbag and get started. Our first question comes from Michelle of Daytona Beach, Florida, and she writes, Dear Aaron, in Disney's Halloween Treat TV special, I have seen a few variations of this. There was one with the magic mirror, I think, and one with the pumpkin host. Which one is the original special that aired, and when did it change to the other host? Well, I love Halloween, and I remember watching this special as a kid. Disney's Halloween Treat is a 47-minute Halloween-themed clip show which first aired on The Wonderful World of Disney, in 1982 and featured a compilation of Disney animated shorts involving spooky or supernatural themes as well as excerpted segments from Disney's feature films. The credits also featured footage from Disney's Haunted Mansion ride. The special was narrated by a jack-o'-lantern puppet which was also used in an educational short to talk about Halloween safety called Disney's Haunted Halloween. The opening and closing credits featured an orange colorized version of the 1929 Silly Symphony short, The Skeleton Dance, as well as its own theme song sung in the opening and closing credits. Jack O'Lantern was the only host of this show. Michelle, the show you're remembering with the Magic Mirror was another Disney Halloween special called A Disney Halloween, which aired in 1983. It was a 90-minute Halloween-themed television special that included portions from both Disney's Halloween Treat in Disney's Greatest Villains from 1977, featuring classic short cartoons and excerpts of various villains from Disney's feature films. It was hosted by an off-screen narrator and the magic mirror from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. The opening and closing credits featured footage from the Silly Symphony short, Skeleton Dance, just like Disney's Halloween Treat, but the coloring on the skeletons had been changed to green. The special first aired October 1st in 1983 and was shown during October for the following years on ABC and the Disney Channel until the late 90s. Both great shows, both available on YouTube. This is really getting me excited for Halloween. Our next question comes from Brock Nelson from Michigan and he writes, Hey there Aaron, love Diz On Demand, you guys have a different kind of show and I love it. Anyway man, I was listening to Walt Disney World Past, Present and Future in the player on your site. It was hosted by John Lithgow. 
I do not recall this version, but I do remember a version that aired on the Disney Channel by Harry Anderson of Night Court. Am I losing my mind? Well, thanks for the great compliments and glad you're loving the show. It's as much fun for us as it is for you. In Walt Disney World, past, present, and future, you're joined by John Lithgow as he journeyed through Walt Disney World, discovering its history, its popular attractions, and what's coming next. This was aired in 1991 for Walt Disney World's 20th birthday. So at this time, Disney's Animal Kingdom wasn't built yet, and Sunset Boulevard that has the Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster wasn't built at Disney MGM Studios either. You're not losing your mind, Brock. The show you're remembering was called The Disneyland Story. It was hosted by Harry Anderson and was aired around the 90s. You hop aboard the Disneyland Railroad for a time-traveling trip back into Disneyland history. The special covers the history of Disneyland from its conception to the future projects in store. Both specials can be viewed on YouTube. Our final question this week comes from James Pendleton, and he writes, D-Team, I have so many questions, but I'll ask just one today. In Disney's Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, the one from the 80s and early 90s, there was the weekly serial movie. One had a girl, I think was called Matchpoint or something. Was she Xena's friend on that series as well? Thanks for clearing up a bet I have with my girlfriend. Well, during the seven-year run from 89 to 1995, of the new Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, also titled MMC, eight separate serials were aired. Matchpoint, Teen Angel, The Secret of Lost Creek, Teen Angel Returns, My Life as a Babysitter, Just Perfect, Secret Bodyguard, and Emerald Cove. The actress you're referring to is Renee O'Connor, and she was Gabrielle and Xena, Warrior Princess. She appeared in two of the MMC serials, Matchpoint and Teen Angel, both airing in 1989. It was about the Matchpoint Tennis Camp, a summer retreat for young players from across the country. The season begins as the campers arrive and owners Holly and Casey Turner get them started on a summer of lessons and fun. Renee O'Connor played Robin Metcalf. In Teen Angel, after waiting 30 years, fledgling Angel Buzz Gunderson finally gets his first assignment. The one-time biker is assigned as the guardian angel to Dennis Mullen, a teenager who is enamored with the lifestyle of the 50s. Buzz needs to create a miracle to become a full angel, but it looks like he will have a tough time succeeding, for Dennis refuses to believe he is an angel. Renee O'Connor played Nancy Nichols in this show. I hope that helps settle your bet, and I look forward to answering more of your questions. Well, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks again for your great questions. Remember to send your questions to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Include your name and city so I can give you credit. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Calling one and all tonight. It's hopping at the hall tonight. Dropping at the hall tonight. Disney's Halloween treat. Creatures on the prowl tonight. Features fair and foul tonight. They'll meet you there to howl tonight. At Disney's Halloween treat. Oh, <laughs>
Black cats and bats and ghosts Make most attractive hosts They're dying for a dance with you So play that haunting refrain Tricks and treats to try tonight We'll be riding high tonight Your spirit's gonna fly tonight Disney's Halloween treat It's the classic movie for canine lovers when the Laurence Olivier of dogdom returns in Benji the Hunted. In this popular canine's latest film, we find him stranded in the wilderness, surrounded by natural enemies. Working with just a large cast of animals was a real challenge for director Joe Kemp. You know, we had several scenes where we would have three or four of these animals, all of them mortal enemies. The frustration was that we had to start by teaching these animals that they weren't mortal enemies so that they would work safely together in the same shot and then ask them to play as though they were mortal enemies, which is the part they have in the picture. And so we had some confused animals from time to time. They didn't know what they were supposed to do. Making sure that Benji didn't get confused was the job of trainer Frank Enns. You see, Benji made his first picture when he was a year old, and uh, he went around the world. And uh, so he's worked uh, almost everywhere under every kind of condition. Dogs do talk. All animals talk. They talk with their eyes, with their faces, with their reactions to situations.
from the Kids in the Hall. I was also Milo and Stitch, which was a lot more fun than working in the Kids in the Hall, but don't tell the Kids in the Hall that. And you're listening to Disney On Demand! Thank you very much. All right, LVD heads, I'm back once again, and I'm really enjoying uh, doing the show on remote here this week. So sorry if you hear some birds flying and flapping, the occasional car go by, but uh, it's just a nice day, and it's really enjo- I'm enjoying watching my four kids run around the yard. It's just... It's fantastic here at the DOD 76 Studios. It's just, uh, it's great. But anyways, thank you once again for continuing on to tune in. And, uh, you know, uh, getting sidetracked here now. See, see what the nice weather does? It's getting me sidetracked. But thank you, Aaron, once again, our DT member, for answering all those questions for all of our D-heads out there, all of our listeners. And remember, if you have any questions that you want to shoot out there for Aaron, definitely email him. E-R-I-N at DizRadio.com. You can also connect up with him directly through our website at DizRadio.com. Shoot him those emails, any questions at all, whether it's about the parks, movies, rare gems, TV shows, and more. He will do his best to answer them for you. So thank you, Aaron, once again for stopping in. So jumping right along, as we have J. Paul Zimmerman stopping in very soon here at the show, I'm going to continue on with our Halloween uh, cooled-off show number 42 with even more news. Yes, I was not lying. We have so much news here this week of you D-heads, it is just beyond belief. So jumping right back in, how about Disney Infinity Power Discs have been announced? That is right, Disney has officially announced the first wave of Disney Infinity Power Discs. Now these circular or hexagonal power discs can be placed on the Disney Infinity base and will unlock special powers, classic Disney gadgets, themes, and vehicles. Now the circular power discs are going to grant characters special power-ups that can be used in both playset and toy box modes. Hexagonal power discs are going to unlock special gadgets vehicles and themes to allow for more customization in the toy box mode. Now you can also stack up the two discs, two circular power discs or three hexagonal power discs to optimize all the add-ons that you possibly can do. Now Disney Infinity is getting a ton of hype. Everybody loves it. I I mean, I'm not really a big gamer. I mean, I'll admit it. I've kind of reached that hump in my life where I don't really game as much. And when I do, it's playing Toy Story Midway Mania on the Wii, um, fun things like that with the kids. So, you know, but I am excited for Disney Infinity and I'm going to have to sit down and actually buy this and play it because I'm pretty stoked for it. Now, there's a variety of different ones, including the circular discs, which is going to have bolts, super strength, fix-it Felix, repair power, pieces of eight, 
Mickey's car, Cinderella's coach, and a variety of other things, including King Candy's dessert toppings and more. I'm not going to go through the list because there is a ton. But the discs have been announced. Definitely check it out if you are going to be one of those people that is stoked about Disney Infinity. Now, getting back to the Disney parks. You know, you can never get too far away from the Disney parks. And now Disney Parks is making a Christmas in July by selling Mickey Mouse ear hats, ornaments in the parks and online. That's right, as part of this year's limited time magic, they are allowing a new release of a collection of holiday ornaments featuring elaborately designed miniature versions of the iconic Mickey Mouse ear hats. Yes, you can get a variety of these that have a variety of different things, whether it's, you know, the standard Mickey Mouse ear hats or ones that have the Mickey Mouse ears with all icons from the Walt Disney World parks, monorails, and more. And the best part is we all know how hard it is for us to get down to the Disney parks. Not everybody has the luxury to go to the parks all the time, every year. You know, some people make it one or two trips in their life. But you can get these online. Yes, you can purchase them online. And this is part of Limited Time Magic, so you definitely want to check it out and get it. I know I already ordered mine to place on our tree. So now you can get it. Disney Parks is selling Mickey Mouse ear hat ornaments in the parks and online. Now let's get into Disney research. Now if it's one thing that everybody knows Disney does, they push the boundaries. Whether that's audio animatronics and more, Disney is always pushing the boundaries. You know, from the Enchanted Tiki Room, the Country Bears, Pirates of the Caribbean, well now they've continued to do that as Disney is developing emotive 3D printed eyes for robots. Yes, you heard me right. Disney research has detailed a new technology that will allow robots to have expressive eyes. Now based on the 3D printing technology that Disney announced last year, Papillon uses bundles of printed optical fibers to guide light. By hooking the output end of a bundle up to a robot's eye, researchers were able to project an image receiving end of the bundle, making it appear that on the other end it had expressive eye forms looking down, traveling the optics, and making it blink, look, and seem very expressive. Now the benefits of utilizing optical fibers are considerable. Now first, Paplon allows a uniquely shaped curved displays to be created at a very low cost. Now a manufacturer can produce a piece of plastic and hook up the fibers in whatever configuration it sees. This is fantastic. Seriously, it is I, I, I can't even describe it. I mean, the images I have seen so far that they've done are fantastic. Now, the one thing that really makes this great is Disney Research believes that Papillon could one day be featured in prosthetic eyes. Now, maybe somebody has a glass eye or one eye or who knows what. Now you can have these expressive things in a person, and I see it coming. I mean, it could be. Uh, right there in our near future we might be able to see it you know you're going through the pirates of the caribbean or uh you know the haunted mansion and uh you know one of the pirates looks at you in that way you're gonna feel like it's alive now this is exciting now it is you know really on the verge of uh you know new technologies there's not too much to say but this technology truly is exciting and could change the future of uh animatronics the parks robots and even prosthetic eyes now, moving aside from technology, let's get to the small screen. Now, a while back, we had voiceover actress, daughter of an icon herself, April Winchell, stopping in here at the show. Now, April has done a variety of different voices and voiceover work. You hear her everywhere. She was a guest here at DizRadio.com a while back, and she talked about Wander Over Yonder, how it was a new Disney Channel show that she uh, was being part of. Well, Disney Channel 
has already brought us a brand new show in Live and Maddie over the last couple weekends, but they're not finished. This all new fresh cartoon is coming this fall. Now it is officially announced. Not only did you hear it when we had April here on our show, yes, Wander Over Yonder is an intergalactic adventure that stars Wander. He's an upbeat, always optimistic alien who travels among the stars looking for good deeds to perform. Now, although many creatures he runs across may not always appreciate his intentions, we have the feeling that you might fall in love with this all-new character coming to the Disney Channel. Yes, now who are the two main characters of Wander Over Yonder? Yes, Jack McGrayer, who voiced the lovable Fix-It Felix in last year's Wreck-It Ralph, and this time around, he's taking the lead role as Wander. Meanwhile, April Winchill, yes, April Winchill, who we had here at Disney On Demand, definitely check back uh, that episode in our archives, is going to be lending her voice to Wander's stubborn horse, Sylvia. I cannot wait to see when this happens. Definitely check it out, and there is a sneak peek of Wander Over Yonder coming Friday, August 16th on the Disney Channel right after the Phineas and Ferb Mission Marvel episode. Now, continuing on with the Disney Channel, I'm not going to go too deep into this one because uh, it already has been announced a variety of different things and ways and, you know, people are all in a tizzy over it. And if you follow us on Twitter, you, you already heard this as well because we're always posting news on our Twitter feed all the time, all day long. So, you know, hey, little plug here. If you if you don't follow us on Twitter, find us, twitter.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U. Anyways, Shake It Up has come to an end. That's right. Disney Channel has given the hit series Shake It Up the orders that they are shut down. The original series is going to wrap up its run after only 78 episodes. That's right. In June 2012, the network also said it was wrapping up Good Luck Charlie after four seasons. A hundred episodes and a hit movie. The cancellation of both shows is coming as it's prepping for a new handful of series with I Didn't Do It, Girl Meets World, and many others that we've already talked about. So, Shake It Up is coming to an end, but fear not, you can always see your stars all over as uh, many of them have book deals and record deals and more. Now, as I'm getting even much closer to wrapping up news here this week, all of you D-heads, as we gear up for J. Paul Zimmerman stopping in here at the show, how about Once Upon a Time? Yes, season two of Once Upon a Time wrapped up, and I love this show. It is fantastic. And we had a variety of different stars from Once Upon a Time here on DizRadio.com in the past, from Lee Ehrenberg, who is in Pirates, and he's grumpy on Once Upon a Time. We've had Megan Ory, who plays Red. Well, Once Upon a Time has found its fairy with Rose McElver to play Tinkerbell. That's right. Once Upon a Time, as it's going to be kicking off season three very soon have been swirling around who is going to play Tinkerbell. Well, the Lovely Bones actress will down the infamous wings for multiple episodes that are going to play part in an arc in the show's third season. That's right. The core cast travels to Neverland in hopes of rescuing Henry from the surprisingly evil clutches of Peter Pan, the series' new big bad guy who is yet to be cast. There's no news yet as to what Tinkerbell's personality is going to be like on the enchanting drama, but the creators have said themselves that the fairy is going to make her glittery debut in a surprising and unique way. Now, as I close out news here, all of you D-heads, and we got seagulls flying over. I don't know where seagulls are coming from here in the backyard, but as we have seagulls flying over, one last thing here in the news here this week. How about World of Color Winter Dreams? An all-new holiday version of the Nighttime Spectacular is going to feature a new Disney classic characters. That's right, World of Color Winter Dreams is going to introduce theme park visitors to the characters of Disney Studios' new animated feature film Frozen. Disney California Adventure's first ever special edition of World of Color is going to debut on November 15th. 
Now the movie, a musical adaption of Han Christian Andersen's The Snow Queen, is going to open on November 27th. Now they're going to be taking Snowman from Frozen, and he's going to host Winter Dreams according to the press release. Now winter scenes from Disney classics such as Bambi are going to be woven into the show. Now Winter Dreams is going to be all new according to the Disneyland Resort and feature new special effects using World of Colors 1200 fountains and high-tech projection system. Now the current show lasts 25 minutes and the movie projected on it has missed electronics and a variety of different things rising from Paradise Pier. You can check this out coming this year, debuting on November 15th. Definitely check it out. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to wrap up the news here this week. Like I said, we had a lot of news hot off the D-wire here this week. And if you always want to stay connected with the latest news and more, I can't urge you enough. And yes, it's, it is a plug, but it's not a plug. Definitely follow us on our website at DizRadio, D-I-Z-Radio.com. Download our mobile app or follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash DisneyBlue and more where we post news all the time every single day. Find us all over the social media. Definitely check it out, all of you D-heads. So with that said, you know, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to have some fun, and I'm going to have to get back into the studios because we have J. Paul Zimmerman stopping here very shortly. So i uh, got to be in the studios for that part. But, all of you D-heads, we have Lexi, our D-team member from Down Under, stopping in here very soon. And she's going to give us more about our very special guest, J. Paul Zimmerman, and many other tidbits. So let's release the reins, have some more classics, some fun, and the next time you hear me, I'm going to be back in the studios uh, talking with the one and only star of Halloween Town. Be right back, all of you D-heads. Grasshopper flakes? Who eats honey-flavored grasshopper flakes? Gremlins. Apparently, it's the only thing they will eat for breakfast. I think his name is Bobby, you guys. Extra fresh. And where is your grandmother? Sophie, let's go! I'd really rather that we weren't late on our first day of school. Boy, Soph! Yeah. I'm not screwing up my perfect attendance record just because you want to bring a little peace and harmony to the universe. Yeah, well, some things are more important than your perfect attendance record. Like reuniting the worlds, for example. Why does reuniting the worlds have to involve me sharing a bathroom with an ogre and a gremlin named Bobby? If I can get this spell right, none of us will have to share any bathrooms. That doesn't look like a level one spell. We know I'm almost at level two. Yeah, and that means you're still at level one. Would you just trust me? Okay, I know what I'm doing. Now, who could that be? Happy Halloween, darlings! <laughs> Why, the Sea Witch. So glad you could plop in. This is what I live for. It's such a wicked time of year, isn't it? And I have just the spell to put us all in the mood. Lucas of Ruga come winds of the Caspian Sea. Lorinxus Glasidus, Max Laryngitis, La Voce to me. Now sing. Sing! Sing! Kidding when they called me, well, a witch. <laughs> Listen up, sweet lips. I'll give you all a little treat. <laughs> 
true. Next year you'll be dressing like me. For unfortunate souls. <laughs> Starting the fun without me. Why, you're dead right. Well then, let me treat you all to a little sorcery in the sky. <laughs> Man, you called that? Magic? <laughs> Move on, old boy, and let Mr. Oogie kick it up a notch. Well, 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 what have we here? A trick-or-treater, huh? Oh, I'm really scared. So you're the ones they're talking about. <laughs> when Mr. Oogie Boogie says there's trouble close at hand, you'd better pay attention now, because I'm the Boogie Man. to you. We're delighted you could creep on over. Why, we've only begun to heat things up. Let's show them just how spirited an All Hallows' Eve celebration can really be! Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Write down that. Hi, 
I'm Eric Boardman. You know, just one of the reasons I love Disneyland is it's a place where things aren't always what they seem to be. It's a place where the unreal can become real, and the real can become unreal. <laughs> 25 years ago, a brand new form of entertainment opened up right here in the Enchanted Tiki Room. It was a new way of bringing inanimate objects to life called audio animatronics. Isn't that right, Jose? See, This is Jose, one of the stars of the Enchanted Tiki Room. And you've been working here day in, day out since 1963, right? See, Uh-huh. And you were part of the very first audio animatronic show ever, right? See. Uh, don't you say anything besides see? See my voice behind you. <laughs> see my voice behind you? <laughs> oh, it's Wally. This is Wally Bogue, the star and comedian of the original Disneyland Golden Horseshoe Review. See? Now, fuck that out. <laughs> don't you hate these one-word interviews? Yeah. Oh, see? <laughs> I don't know. Shall we sit down? Let's. Okay. Hello there. Dreamfinder here. And uh, my friend Ron Schneider's got a wonderful book about me called From Dreamer to Dreamfinder that you should pick up. Uh, but in the meantime, you're listening to Disney On Demand. <laughs> Places, everybody. This is a tape. What is that? Hey D-Heads! This week we return to Halloween Town. Remember our previous special guest, Judas Hoke? Well, today we are lucky enough to have Joseph Paul Zimmerman, better known as J. Paul Zimmerman or Joey Zimmerman. We know him as the brother in the Disney Channel original movies Halloween Town. So Judith played Joey's mother. <laughs> Now we get even more of a background look into the Disney Channel original movies. We get to hear about the ghouls and ghosts from a male perspective. That's pretty cool. <laughs> now, born in Albuquerque, Joseph is a musician as well as an actor. Acting and Hollywood are literally in our special guest blood. His father was also a talented actor, Mr. Harry Zimmerman. Just like a few of our other Disney family members, Joey developed his love for acting at a very young age. It was at four years old that he started to shine in front of the camera. At six years old, our special guest debuted in the film Jack Reed, Badge of Honor, 1993. By eight, Joey was already well known, playing Yuli Adair in the sci-fi series Earth 2. Since then, Joey has used his acting talents in a number of TV shows and movies, including Very Bad Things and Mother's Boys. It was in the 1994 film Mother's Boys that Joey played the youngest son of none other than Jamie Lee Curtis. Talk about starstruck! This psychological thriller must have been pretty intense for such a young actor. So, it shows that our special guest is mature, professional, and definitely not afraid of a challenge. 
At age 11, Joey had a regular role in the children's comedy Bailey Kipper's POV in 1996 as Eric Kipper. The versatility is fantastic for such a young actor, in my opinion. I am pretty impressed. Disney certainly is lucky to have J. Paul Zimmerman as part of the family. For us D heads, Joey is probably most recognized for his work as Dylan Piper in the Halloween Town movies on the Disney Channel. For me, the coolest part of any Disney Channel movie is the fun spirit and life lessons we all learn from the story. The Halloween Town movies definitely have that spirit. And even Debbie Reynolds, Hollywood legend, as the cherry on top. Wow, it must have been incredible. Also, it was in 1999 that our special guest received one of his biggest roles to date in Treehouse Hostage, in which he starred with Jim Varney. Here is something pretty cool. Our special guest also played a young Hyde in season 3, episode 1 of That 70s Show. Then later on, He played a 13 year old version of Hyde in season 4, episode 20. I am a massive fan of that 70s show. It must have been such a fantastic set to visit with Topher Grace, Ashton Kutcher, and Mila Kunis. I must say, I am kind of jealous. <laughs> so, it is clear that our special guest is a gifted comedy actor, but also shows versatility as well. Joey's other roles include guest appearances on a range of popular TV shows, from Disney Channel's Lizzie McGuire to Seventh Heaven, Becca, and even Frasier. In his spare time, our special guest used to enjoy fencing, but has now found an interest in writing. Joey has even written a short sketch which was actually performed on stage. The acting career of this week's special guest is continuing to shine, with new tasks being completed and new challenges being overcome. It is pretty cool for Joey to have so many achievements under his belt at such a young age. One of our special guest's more recent achievements includes the film Roswell FM, where he plays Chris. The movie features the story. Of the only normal guy at a paranormal talk radio station quitting his dream profession and taking a higher pay but soul crushing job to pay for his oddball nephew's college tuition. Sounds interesting. I'll definitely have to go and check that one out. Thank you, J. Paul Zimmerman. Disney certainly would not be the same without you. Show. I'm cutting you loose, pal. Look out below. Arriba, dirty. Say la vie. Hope all goes well. I'm looking out for me.
audience hanging fiddle and I don't get no respect. I turn the other cheek, but this busted beak is the only thanks that I get. I never found a friend that I can trust. They promise caviar and leave me eating dust. That's a reward for loyalty from here on in. I'm looking out for me. Hey, D-Heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. Very afraid. Boo? What's boo? Okay, you don't have to be afraid. But you gotta get ready for Disney Channel's Oktoberfest. Magical Every night this month, all of your favorite Halloween movies that make you laugh, jump, and scream. Including a special week of witches. Are you broids a little old to be trick-or-treating? It's all part of the premiere party for the newest Disney Channel original movie, Twitches. Starring Tia and Tamara Mori. A month of ghosts and goblins, monsters and magic, witches and wizards. You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a wizard. Disney Channel's Hauntoberfest. Next time, Marshall gets to stay outside with the monster. Oh, no offense. Mm. Every night this month at 8, 7 central, only on Disney Channel. <laughs> Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And with us here this week as we continue with all the magic, the memories, and all the fun from all those Disney films that you know and love, we bring you all the people that have helped make those memories with you. And one of those that uh, you may know from a variety of different things, especially every October. You may remember our not-so-scary Halloween editions here at the show when we talked with Judith Hogue. And with us here this week, as we go back once again to Halloween Town, we have J. Paul Zimmerman with us here this week. You know, man of uh, a variety of different films, television, and of course, the Halloween Town franchise. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, great to be on. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, the Halloween Town franchise is something that has become a staple in the Disney Channel series. And, uh, you know, many people have grown up with it. They've grown up with it. They love it. Um, You know, it it just remains one of those great uh, little niches in the Halloween market since there's always so much Christmas. So I guess before we touch base upon that, you know, you started acting pretty young and uh, getting into television and movies. Uh, What led you down that road into, uh, you know, I guess, acting and pursuing that career? Um, well, you know, I guess I'd have to say, um, a lot like with other people, it was kind of a family business. Uh, my dad grew up acting in college and doing theater all of his life. And um, 
we met my mother uh, during a musical where she was playing violin in the orchestra. So, you know, kind of formed a natural bond. And as you would imagine, uh, music and acting and the arts stayed in the family. So at a very young age, I was actually about five, when I realized my dad made me aware of what acting was. And I just kind of said, that sounds really fun. You know, yeah, let me let me give that a try. And uh, it was... <laughs> It's actually kind of a wash. I remember getting a, a professional head shop taken, and I all of a sudden I had an agent, and um, I did a McDonald's commercial. And um, next thing I knew, I was working pretty regularly and having a really great time. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing where as a child, I mean, uh, you probably have to admit it's pretty fun that uh, you get to go to work and just, uh, I guess, play pretend and, you know, dress up and have fun and do all this kind of stuff. I mean, was it very surreal being such a, I guess, a young actor just knowing, hey, you know what, I get to pretend and this is a career? You know, it was and it wasn't. It, it, it was, you know, to say this is what I do for a living, but it wasn't because, um, you know, when you're a kid, I think a lot of that comes uh, so naturally, you know, like in my first commercial, uh, in the McDonald's commercial, um, I had to pretend I was walking by uh, Buster Bunny from Tiny Toons and just point at him and say, hey, you know, there's that rabbit. And, uh, you know, I just said, okay, you know, walk and pretend he's there and point. And, and, yeah, it was great. So it came natural at the same time to stop and say, hey, this is what I do for a living. <laughs> that part is definitely surreal. <laughs> well, you know, I guess uh, when it comes to, you know, acting and whatnot, uh, you know, and doing it at such a young age, of course, you know, that's going to lead into the Halloween Town films and Disney Channel. And everybody uh, pretty much grows up. And you always love sitting down, watching the wonderful world of Disney and all that kind of fun stuff. And I myself... I'm a big Halloween person. You know, I think Halloween doesn't get enough love. So when they came out with a good family-friendly Halloween movie, I guess, how did you get involved with the original Halloween Town? And uh, what was it like working on that initial film? Well, um, I guess, uh, like with anything else that becomes a a staple, as you said, you never really know what you're getting into uh, at the start sometimes. And um, this happened at a very strange time. I was was young. I was 12, and um, I was changing agents. And I met this new one who just said, hey, we just got this script from Disney. You know, it's, we just got it. You know, go just just read it. You know, and if you like it, you know, no, you don't have to sign with us. Just go. If you like it, we want you to read it. We think you'd be good for it. So I went and I read for it and um, went to a couple of callbacks after that. And, uh, you know, it just it just kind of happened like any other uh, job that I'd gotten in my career. And uh went away to Portland to film it, and uh, it was just, uh, you know, it was definitely, there was a magical feeling there, because it was a Halloween movie, and, you know, one of the added uh, parts was it was uh, it was in July when we filmed it, so to kind of have Halloween in July and dress up was uh, was really fun in itself, <laughs> um, but it was, uh, we you know, we all, we all felt the family, me and Judith and uh, Kimberly, you know, we felt really close with each other and working with Debbie, you know, we all kind of felt like a family already, and you know, it was over, and we said, you know, we can't wait to see it, and uh, maybe there's a sequel. You never know. And uh, it turns out there were there were three more. So it just uh, it just really grew from there. You know, you never know when you're in the moment when something's gonna gonna blow up like that, and it certainly did. Definitely, you know, and that's the kind of thing where you said you already felt like a family. Now, um, you know, it really comes across in the film too. You guys really mesh well together and whatnot. And you know, when you're on the set. Um, you know, with all these Halloween kind of things and dress up, I guess. Um, how did it feel where you had to be the, uh, you, you were the one who just didn't believe in anything? You know, it's the, the one outcast in the entire film. Uh, how did that feel just knowing that, all right, I really love this. I love filming this, but hey, I got to be the one that uh, is, the, is the one that doesn't believe in it all. 
It was tough because uh, I myself I love Halloween. <laughs> it's always been my favorite uh, uh, holiday, and I love monsters and you know monster movies and aliens and science fiction and everything. So you know, it was fun for me, and so it was a little bit um, uh, it was a little bit strange to be having to run around and say that this wasn't real or this wasn't fun, and uh, when really it was. Uh, so it was. It was definitely a stretch. Now, working on the set, I can guess, you know, like you said, you love Halloween, same as myself. So, you know, working on the set behind the scenes, you know, when you weren't filming, was there any, you know, I guess any hijinks or fun or any stories that you can clue us into? You know, maybe uh, anything you've done with Kimberly or Judith or, uh, you know, any of the props, you know, is there anything there? Because I can just imagine having all these great uh kind of scary, spooky props that uh, something had to be fun behind the scenes. Um, on weekends, because we were in Portland, we were all out of town from L.A., you know, getting to know each other and all being in a, uh, in a different place. Um, just about every weekend, um, we and our we had our families there, too, because we were young kids. Uh, we all made sure we tried to do something together uh, to bond. I remember going on a, on a big uh, road trip with Kimberly, and her family and my family, and we went uh, we went to a lot of the tourist attractions up in Portland. We went to the Multnomah Falls, uh, saw the waterfalls and the salmon hatcheries, and uh, uh, the lodge at Mount Hood where they filmed The Shining, uh, which is one of my favorite movies. And um, we, uh, you know, got to spend a lot of time together that way. So definitely did a lot of family bonding outside of uh, outside of being on set. Very cool. And, you know, and like you said, too, you know, it's uh, maybe a sequel will come, maybe more. Um, I guess what was it like when you guys realized that it was so well received that they decided to move forward, make a sequel, um, you know, and, and jump on board with that? Because, you know, part of having that sequel is having that cast return and, you know, pivotal parts. I mean, and, and you're a pivotal role in all the films. So uh, what was it like returning to that? Did it just feel like, hey, I'm back home with the family once again, uh, you know, when you started filming that sequel? It really did. Uh, it was it was really great news. I'd never gotten to do a sequel, a continuation of anything I've I've done in my career. So to hear that I was going to be back working with the same team and the same family, it really was great. And especially because we shot in a new place this time. We were in Vancouver, in Canada, and it was just a brand new place to explore. And there were new you know other people who weren't in the previous film, and you know, new people to get to know and to bond with. And it was uh, it was really great. It was just you know. It's like you're going on a roller coaster, and you go, "Oh, that was really fun," and then it just suddenly goes up. You're like, "Oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go around again." It's really, it's really great. Well, you know, and when it comes to all the films, you know, one of the things that we did too is we talked with a variety of our listeners, and we asked them, you know, which ones were our favorites and that kind of thing. Now, I'm sure you probably have one of your favorites, and it seems like much of the consensus was always, uh, you know, Halloween Town High for some reason. I don't know if that's because everyone could relate more to the characters or whatnot, but is there any one of the films that you just felt? Uh, you know, was your favorite out of the four? I know it might be like picking your favorite child, but uh, I, I guess is there is there one that was your absolute favorite filming? Whether that's you know the story, the characters, or even just behind the scenes where it was being filmed. Um, I have to say that I have to do kind of a bookend thing, and I have to say that the tie between the first film and the fourth film, um, because it was really fun going from being such a young age to uh, I thought I was. 12, I think, when I did the first movie, I was 20 in the last movie, and um, it was interesting putting myself, you know, playing the same character and saying, how would I approach this now, you know, did I, did I think about it that much when I was 12, and um, to sort of come at things the same way from an actor's standpoint, 
Uh, and for other reasons, um, in the first films, all the sequences where we were running around getting the ingredients uh, for the witches through going to the to the werewolf barber shop and the uh, and the gym and everything was uh, it was it was just a lot of fun. It was me and Kimberly and Emily running around being crazy. Uh, having a lot of fun with the extras and the costumes and everything. And, um, you know, again, in the fourth one, it was a lot of me and, and Sarah was this time, uh, doing the investigating and doing all those missions, going to, uh, to the, uh, to the library and everything. And it just, it felt like a, you know, a little bit of a detective story. And they were just both so different and both so, so fun to play around in. And I, I love them all, of course. I can't say a bad thing about one of them, but, you put me on the spot, I had to say, it's one and four, tie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and that's that's the kind of thing, too, where, you know, you know that you can't get around the question. You know, we talked with Judith about that as well, where, you know, working with Kimberly on the first three and then having Sarah in the fourth one. Now, as an actor, you know, you're just, you're, you know, you're acting a role and it's just, hey, somebody else is playing this role. Did it feel like it just fit right in when Sarah jumped in and took over that role? It did, because she was very good and um you know i have to say that we were all the rest of us also very very good so you know when you when you get to like a really professional place like that again that was an interesting thing going from age 12 to age 20 you know how do you know how do i you know as an actor how i have a new family member and how does that you know how does that work and it just it really worked seamlessly you know everybody everybody knew their roles and everybody got along you know personally as uh, performers well, you and know, it, it fit right in and felt just like a family. Right, and I was ready to say, you know, that's when you know that you really honed in on your craft, too, when, you know, it's it's somebody steps in, and she did a brilliant job just filling that role, and everyone else just fit in seamlessly. So, you know, I think that's what makes it still enduring to this day, because it does hold up where, you know, everyone pulled off their parts, and, and it still works very, very well. Yes. Now, you know, you said, uh, you know, getting back to, I guess, Halloween and things, you know, you said Halloween is your favorite, and you got to visit, uh, you know, where The Shining was and whatnot, and I myself, I love The Shining, and believe it or not, I was talking with uh, Ken Page, you know, the voice of Oogie Boogie, and he loves The Shining as well. So, you know, getting to that, I guess uh, I, I gotta I gotta touch base upon it being a Shining fan myself, and you know, being at that location. Um, I guess uh, what makes The Shining your all-time favorite? Uh, I guess scary Halloween, just crazy story. Well, I'm big into part part of what I like about scary stories is mystery. I like when questions don't get answered, and I like when, you know, the monster is never seen. I'm really big on that. And especially with the directing of Stanley Kubrick, his his way of, of presenting the story and the scenes and the pictures um, was a very mysterious way. He's very still and, you know, quiet, and it just really puts you in that mood of being, ooh, you know, cold and snowed in and, you know, up there trapped in with everybody else. So... Um, you know, I, I love the feeling and the imagery, you know, more so than any, any monsters or scary moments. It's really uh, what's important is everything that puts you in the mood, uh, I think, beforehand. And um, to be there in that same place and, you know, to walk around in the, in the hallways where uh, Danny was riding the tricycle and everything, it was, uh, it was a little chilling because it, you know, took me right back to watching the movie and being, being a little scared and cold. <laughs> well, you know, even though it was in the middle of July. Well, you know, it, that's the thing where it's just it's just a creepy place, and I'm sure uh, you may or may not well uh, be aware of uh, when you watch Toy Story when they're in uh, you know in the neighbor's house that his uh, carpeting and flooring is the same carpeted and flooring that was in The Shining. Is it? I I didn't even notice. I've seen that movie. You know, I'm, I'm 
a hundred times like everybody else, and I'm, I, I've never even noticed that, so I have another excuse to go watch it again. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I guess moving away from Halloween Town, of course, you know, you're an actor, always honing in on your craft, many other things, too, writing, music, you name it. I guess, uh, what are you currently working on or, or whatnot, you know, just, you know, keeping the, the juices flowing and keeping the creativity going? Well, I guess I'm working on a couple different things right now, um, just when I'm at home by myself and I don't have any auditions to go on or anything like that. Uh, I write music and I play music, guitar, bass, uh, sing a little bit, and um, I learned how to do that at home by myself. I'm working on a, a demo, I guess, at home uh, on, like, well, my girlfriend's computer, but she doesn't use it, so I guess it's sort of my computer, too. And um, I also write. I'm... Uh, really big into science fiction as well as Halloween and, 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 and monster movies and everything. So I'm, uh, I'm trying to write some different ideas for a internet series because I know the internet's where it's at right now and it's short form. Uh, so it's not, it's not that hard to get through if I just need to again, get something out. And, um, I just booked my, uh, first actual uh, professional voiceover job, uh, last month, uh, which is really great because I've been doing this for a long time. You can always be doing something new. And voiceover is something new that I've been getting into, and uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I guess it's starting to starting to pick up. Very cool, you know, and that's the kind of thing where, like you said, you're you keep the juices flowing, whether it's writing, music, you name it, and you know, voice acting, of course, which uh, is always just something entirely different in itself. It's acting, and yet it's uh, you know just entirely different. So you know, I gotta admire that as well because voice acting is definitely a, a craft in itself and uh you know hopefully uh are you looking to take that into new directions and get into a lot more voice acting as well i would really love that i, I have always wanted to do it uh for some reason as a child i never seemed to get uh, the voiceover work but um it's always it's always been uh, been a little uh, dream of mine within you know within the entertainment world because uh, i have so much respect for so many uh billy west is one of my favorites you know from futurama and ren and stimpy and doug and everything and um i just really I love those those voices that can be distinct, even though you can hear them doing different characters or different voices. And I've just always wanted to do that and do characters. So, um, you know, that's definitely something that I'm hoping uh, picks up even further. Definitely. And I say professional because on the side, before that, I had done a couple of... Uh, 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 you know, other things just... Well, you know, and voice acting work, too, is, you know, like you said, it's one of those things where you get to know the people, um, you know, you know their style, you know their voices, but you also hear different characters, you know, and recently at Comic-Con, they just had a I Know That Voice, which is a voice actor documentary that's coming out soon, so, you know, I can only imagine that we're going to be able to hear you very soon on a variety of different things. Now, uh, you know, getting back to Halloween Town and Disney Channel, um, there's a couple of questions that I know our listeners wanted me to ask, so I guess I should get into a couple of those. Now, um, one of them that one of our listeners was asking is when you see the Halloween Town series, you know, during, I guess, October and all the different seasons, um, do you still sit down and watch it or do your friends watch it? Or uh, does anyone still say, hey, I'm watching you on TV right now? Or do you get noticed out and about still from that series? Um, pretty much every year, amazingly. Um, I'm, uh, I'm amazed uh, at how people, young and older people who grew up with the series and people who probably weren't even born when the first movie came out. I still, like, I go out and they say, you know, you're Dylan, and it's it's really great. Uh, it puts me in a great mood, and, you know, my, you know, I go on Facebook, and my friends, oh, hey, you know, hey, man, I'm watching you on the Disney Channel right now, and 
I've got friends with kids that they, you know, show Halloween Town too, and it's just, uh, it's, uh, it's just really, really great that um, that it that it still holds up. Definitely, you know, and that's the kind of thing, like you said, where you know, there's kids that weren't even born when it came out. You know, for instance, uh, my children, you know, I showed them the uh, the films, and you know, my daughter, it, it's a must watch every year. You know, she's a uh, uh, you know, she's seven and she's always has to watch it, always has to watch it. And she has a habit of calling her younger brother Dylan all the time now. You know, you know, it's good to know that, you know, it's the kind of thing where you get to go out, you get recognized for it and, you know, everybody loves it. Now, speaking of the other cast, um, do you ever stay in contact with anybody like Judith or Kimberly or anybody else, uh, you know, from the cast? Do you ever bump into them time to time? I, I don't, I haven't bumped into them yet uh, since I've been living back in Los Angeles, but um, there's always the social media that lets us uh, stay in touch with each other. I'm, I'm a fan of Judith uh, on, on Facebook because I'm a fan of Judith in real life. Um, when I found out that my mother in the first Halloween Time movie was April from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I, I, I freaked out. I, I gotta be honest with you, I freaked <laughs> out. And um, I didn't say anything the entire time during the holiday because I didn't want her to know how much I freaked out. But by the time filming was over, you know, again, we didn't know how big of it was, so I didn't know if I was going to see her again, but I did finally have to say something. Um, so I'm a fan of her, and I, I, she's on Nashville right now, I believe, and uh, I'm always uh, I'm always seeing what she's up to. And uh, Kimberly and I, we do right back and forth every once in a while. It's been a while since I've seen her, um, but um, I... Uh, trying to think who else uh, I might have bumped into. Um, Philip Van Dyke, uh, who was in the first two films, he, uh, he and I talk regularly on Facebook. He's, uh, he's a really great guy with uh, with a kid now, I think, and uh, it's just great to see. It's great to see the people that I grew up with, you know, continuing to grow and doing so well for themselves. Definitely. Now, you know, I guess, you know, we don't want to keep you too long. We know, you know, you got lots of stuff going on as well. And, you know, everything from, you know, music, writing, you know, acting, of course, being part of this fantastic franchise, I guess for any of your fans out there. And, uh, uh, you know, there are a lot of people out there who, you know, like you said, you, they still love Halloween Town to this day. Um, is there anything you'd like to leave out there with them, you know, from either the world of Halloween Town or just from Jay Paul? I guess if there's something you feel you need to be doing, um, keep at it. Uh, I stepped away from the world of acting and entertainment for a short time and came back because I felt that I missed it too much. And, um, you know, even though I told myself I was going to keep going on without it, I had to, I had to keep at it. And I learned that, uh, you know, there were a lot of other things I picked up along the way. I didn't, you know, I wouldn't have discovered the music and I wouldn't have discovered the writing uh, if I hadn't just let that, let that itch keep, uh, you know, keep going and uh, it's just it's really great uh it's really great to just feel like you're you're doing whatever you can to, to do whatever you 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 need to do definitely you know definitely follow those dreams and, and make it happen now uh, i guess for any of uh any of your fans out there anything else well yeah so then the best way for uh, anyone to connect up with you would be always check out your imdb listing where they can check out your you know your films your television any upcoming projects um so they can always find you all over there as well so you know it was our pleasure having you on and you know taking that trip down halloween town once again and uh you know i guess uh Every October is one of those things where it's going to go down in Disney history. Everyone's always going to take that trip to Halloween Town. And uh, anytime you have anything new coming, if you get that demo cut or any upcoming projects, definitely give us a call. And I'm sure the listeners and your fans are always going to want to hear about it. So uh, thanks again, once again, uh, for uh, stopping in and chatting with us. That's been really, really great. It's been fun. Thank you.
start to wake Makes your knees begin to quake Ghostly music fills the air With minor chords to curl your hair Ghosts and goblins boogie shake To a devilish disco wake Then a bell starts to ring All the ghosts come out to sing I'm the voice of Oogie Boogie, and I want you to know you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hello, D-Heads, and welcome to another segment called Disney Multimedia. My name is Randy Reeker, and I'll be giving you the latest news from the Walt Disney Company and so much more. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the latest. Now, for those who are aware of the movie Wreck-It Ralph, um, the Disney hit block motion picture, Disney Interactive Studios has teamed up with Leap Motion Platform in order to bring this new game come to life. As, as you're aware, inside the movie, um, there's a segment of Sugar Rush where you can see the characters racing with their candy-coated chocolate vehicles. And we're also introduced 
um, Vanellope Von Sweets as Ralph is bumped into her as the beginning toward when he lost his medal in the green goop of candy coated land. Anyways, Disney Interactive uh, launched Sugar Rush based on the anime uh, movie and now with the new Leap Motion platform they're able to use, users will be able to use their computers like never before using natural hand movements and finger movements. Using the Leap Motion controller um, in 3D motion, we're able to use this sense of technology. Players can be making up their own co- um, carts and as well choose to one of 10 candy creations and race it through four tracks on the Sugar Rush Speedway. The Sugar Rush is now available for $1.99 in the airspace store for Leap Motion. So there we go, that seems like a really neat um, uh, video game as well. You can see that also with other major gaming platforms. Now this is only for spe- uh, specific for the Leap Motion platform. Now as for those who are big fans of the Disney Club Penguin online um, experience, they are releasing something really neat, Star Wars Takeover. Now, as you already know, Disney Club Penguin is the virtual number one world for kids. Disney uh, Penguin is calling players to save the galaxy far, far away in the Star Wars Takeover event. Um, on July 25th, members can be trained to become Jedi Masters. Um, third off, Darth um, Harpert, and uh, as well, destroy the Death Star. While you battle, while you battle to save the galaxy. Club Penguin members will be able to dress up in their characters based on the Star Wars characters. This is also a three week long event and there will also be more Penguin customers as the as you will be released as well other party and a few new mi- mini games. Now once before the players are enough to join a Rebel Alliance, train for new Penguins and travel to the Death Star. Players are all also lucky enough to find this um, Darth Herbert's plans, and they must fight up to tie the fighters in the all-new X-wing-themed mini games to try to destroy the Death Star once and for all. Now, here's some fun facts about the Star Wars Takeover event in um, Club Penguin's Island. Members can acquire the Galaxy Star Wars-inspired styles including uh, C-3PO mask, Chewbacca's mask, Luke Skywalker's costume, Han Solo costume, and Princess Leia hair. Members who also train for to train to become a Jedi Master can also collect exclusive Jedi robes and cloaks, multicolored lightsabers, and Obi-Wan Kenobi cloak and beard. Um, you can also get the Darth Vader helmet and costume and so much more. It's only exclusive for the My Penguin app starting July f- uh, 25th, so be sure to check it out in the App Store. Um, anyone can blast stormtroopers, navigate puzzles, and also pilot the X-wing fighters in the all-new three, all uh, three mini Star Wars games. Also, you can members can also rule the galaxy from the comfort of their own space station igloo and decorate it for their new homes. Um, there's also uh, Princess um, Candice, Candice. I'm sorry for those fans who are very aware of this. Um, Obi Wan Sensei guide players 
through an event, the throw of Darth Harbor, who will convince the players to come to the dark side. So that's kind of an in-game thing, which is pretty neat. You can check it out on YouTube. Check it out, um, Club Penguin, St um, Star Wars Takeover. It's a pretty neat trailer uh, for an online thing. I think it's pretty cool. Now, that's pretty much the latest of the Disney multimedia. I want also want to talk a little segment that's been st stirring up the rumor um, mail. Um, if for those who are aware of the pavilion uh, <clears throat> over at the X-Puck um, Park, Imagination Pavilion is rumored to be closing at the end of January the um, 2014 year. Now, there's some speculations that there's going to be reports that Captain EO will be shutting, that for, shutting down for a good while as well, the journey to imagination with Figment. Um, they will, those two areas and also the building will be remodeled, possibly for a newer interactive experience. Now, some of them are also saying, and there's some details been leaked, that a possible Athenians and Ferb style type ride may take its place. Um, again, these are just rumors. There is some leak information, but also as a rule of thumb, just take it as a grain of salt. But it's pretty kind of stable, um, hard information out there that's been released. Now, as of for now, as the Walt Disney refurbished calendar, there's nothing listed. So, um, if you're going to Disney coming this coming months, I would also recommend going to ride the Journey of the Imagination and as well Captain EO. Um, if you're a uh, Michael Jackson fan, check it out. Now again, who are... what's your thoughts? Can we see a Phineas and Ferb possible ride attraction coming to Disney? I think it's pretty plausible um, since they are also based on all the fun interactive elements, getting their ideas, and trying to create, bring these creative um, interactive elements from the television show. Now, as we already know, Phoenix and Ferb are really interactive when it comes to getting their brains, brainstorm ideas, and really fun um, things that happens with uh, and throughout the movie, or and as well for the TV shows that they produce. So it's pretty neat, I have to say. Now, what's your thoughts? Could we see this coming to Disney parks or as well other future parks like Disney Shanghai? Um, or could we see something else coming along for the Imagination Pavilion and Disney Epcot and Walt Disney World Resort? Well, this is Randy signing off for the Disney Multimedia. Just be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses open to the latest multimedia around you. Until then, this is Randy Weaker signing off. See ya. Bye. John, you be the leader. I shall try to be worthy of my post. Hard. Following the leader, the leader, the leader. We're following the leader wherever he may go.
Dateline, Walt Disney World. Throughout this spring and summer, Walt Disney World pulls out all the stops in celebrating the 200th birthday of the United States Constitution. This star-spangled salute to America is the largest daily parade ever held in the Magic Kingdom. It's a red, white, and blue extravaganza from sea to shining sea. Something to stand up and cheer about. America's Family Network, the Disney Channel. Alright, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and you know I couldn't let you go that fast before I close out the show here this week. And before I do that, I do want to thank our very special guest, J. Paul Zimmerman, once again, for stopping in here at the show. Definitely check out the Halloween Town franchise. It's great, family-friendly, you know, October Halloween fun. You really will enjoy this complete series. I really enjoyed it, as well as many of the other films he's been in, like Very Bad Things. Thank you once again, J. Paul, for stopping in, and, you know, I cannot wait to hear more about your music and, you know, your current voiceover roles. Thanks once again. I'd also like to thank the D team. Thank you once again for stopping in with your signature segments. The show wouldn't be what it is without the D team. And thank you, Aaron, for stopping in with more of those answers for all of our listeners' questions. Lexi for giving us a little bit more about our special guest. And Randy for his multimedia segment. And everybody just welcome Randy. He's just getting his feet wet here at the show. So definitely, you know, welcome him with open arms. And whenever multimedia comes about, he's going to be popping in here at the show. So all of you D heads, before I let you go, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always stay connected on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can listen to all of our past shows, our archives, and more, as well as the latest news, tidbits, blogs, and more connecting up with the D-Team right there on the homepage at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z Radio.com. Sponsored by Pixie Vacations at PixieVacations.com. Now you can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand, Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can also find us on Twitter, AOL Instant Messenger, Instagram, Skype, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. Those are all the different ways you can stay connected, as well as on your mobile device, where you can download our 100% absolutely free iPhone app, where you can stay connected, download the app right at your fingertips with the Twitter feed, Facebook, our website, news blog, latest shows, connect up with the D-Team, and submit news yourself right there in our absolutely free app. Just search Diz Radio in the App Store, D-I-Z Radio, and get it right there, absolutely free. So, all of you D-heads, as always, it is my honor to bring these shows to you. We do them because it's the magic, the memories, your appreciation, the love, and all the different ways that you've grown up with Disney in your life, whether that's the parks, the movies, television, and more. It is our honor to bring these shows to you. Now, next week, for show number 43, we have a very special guest. Think back to Hawaii. Think to those great tropical islands and think of some aliens. Yes, I am talking about Lilo and Stitch. And we have none other than the kids in the hall. Lilo and Stitch, that 70 show star, yes, even Invader Zim, 
Kevin McDonald stopping in here at the show. So get ready, all of you D-heads, because we have none other than Pleakley. Yes, Kevin McDonald stopping in here next week here at Disney On Demand. So all of you D-heads, as always, enjoy the rest of summer. Enjoy as you segue into August. Make those memories, make the magic happen, and make the most out of your friends, family, and all those special times. And as I always close out, never neglect family for business. Catch you next week or online, all of you D-heads. Hi, ghost fans. This is your daring reporter inside the haunted mansion at Disneyland. And with me here somewhere is that former Olympic hide-and-seek champion, Willie the Wisp. Boo! Oh, there you are. Say, Willie, what's it like in the haunted mansion? Beautiful, man. Kind of weird and wild and freaky. Sounds ideal, but I understand Disneyland's haunted mansion is now open to humans. Humans! Wow, that's scary. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.